You're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 FM KCSU Fort Collins for Thursday, March 23rd. I am Portia Cook, your news director, and I, along with assistant news director Lee Zempel, are the voices behind the Rocky Mountain Review news broadcast that airs every Tuesday and Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. As always, we here at the Rocky Mountain Review strive to give you the most up-to-date, unbiased, and factual news. On today's show, hear from Colorado State University's latest NBA first-round draft pick, David Roddy, on his time at CSU and as a rookie forward for the Memphis Grizzlies. And Colorado State University was the first university in the country to offer first-generation student scholarships. And now, CSU is part of a national effort to advance first-gen student success even further. More on this in Campus News with Lee Zempel. Later on in the broadcast, one of Fort Collins' biggest summer parties is returning to Washington Park. Find out how you can vote for which Northern Colorado talent you would like to see on stage of the event with me in local news. And finally, Colorado made national news this week when a mountain lion attacked a man while he was in a hot tub in Chafee County. This and more in national news with Lee Zempel. And with that, let's move right into campus news with Zempel. I'm Lee Zempel, and these are your campus news updates. Colorado State University was the first university in the country to offer a first-generation student scholarship. And now, CSU is part of a national effort to advance first-gen student success even further. On March 15th, CSU was chosen by the Center for First-Generation Student Success to be named a First Scholars Institution, which opens the door for access to many resources and opportunities for first-gen students. Some of those resources include collaboration with other First Scholars institutions, guidance from expert coaches, and personalized plans designed to help institutions meet their goals for first-gen student success. Vice President for Student Affairs Blanche Hughes said that as a first-generation student herself, She's proud of CSU's advancement to the First Scholars Network and is looking forward to using these new resources to focus on closing the opportunity gap for first-gen students. Information for this update comes from CSU Source. You can learn more about the First Scholars Network and how it'll help CSU students on the CSU Source website. Have you ever watched TED Talks in class or on your own time, just out of curiosity or for fun? If you're looking to see a TED Talk in person, you'll have that opportunity this weekend with TEDxCSU. On Saturday, March 25th, at the Lori Student Center, five speakers will speak to the CSU community under the theme of growth. There will be two speaker sessions with an hour-and-a-half-long lunch break and exhibit halls in between. And just in case you're unfamiliar, the TEDx program is all about holding events called TED Talks that bring people together to spark deep discussion and connection, according to the TEDx CSU website. If that's something you're interested in seeing for yourself, the event is open to the public, with tickets for CSU students costing $5 and general public tickets costing $15. You can find more information about the event and how to attend at tedxcsu.com. Those were your campus news updates. I'm Lee Zimpel. Up next, Portia Cook will bring you your local news. In local news, one of Fort Collins' biggest summer parties is returning to Washington Park. I am talking about Town Square Media's Taste of Fort Collins. This year, the event will take place on June 10th and June 11th and will host some major names in music, including the All-American Rejects and rapper Lil Jon. So who will join these two artists on stage? Well, that is where you come in. Town Square Media is asking you to nominate the Northern Colorado talent you want to see on stage of the event. There are 38 bands and musicians on the voting polls ranging from Latin grunge to hip-hop to reggae and more. 
You can vote for your favorite artist or band up to once per hour, and voting ends at 5 o'clock p.m. on Friday, March 31st. If you are looking to attend the Taste of Fort Collins event this year, which includes live music, food, and vendor booths, you can purchase a $22 weekend pass, giving you access to both days of the event, or a $15 single-day pass, giving you access to the event on either Saturday or Sunday. You can learn more about the nominees, vote, and purchase weekend passes online at townsquarenoco.com under the Taste of Fort Collins tab. You can find more information on the Taste of Fort Collins in general at tasteoffortcollins.com. Now, I attended last year's Taste of Fort Collins where T.I. performed, and if it is anything like last year's event, it is going to be a good one this year. In other news, on Tuesday, I reported on the City of Fort Collins' City Council meeting, a way to give you a voice on important local topics. Well, what if you could have a voice every day and not just during City Council meetings? Well, the City of Fort Collins' Our City program allows you to do just that. Whether it's naming the next park, strategizing climate action efforts, reshaping the future of city streets, prioritizing what programs you want your tax dollars to support, or a number of other major city projects, Our City, Fort Collins, is a hub for online engagement that allows you to join the conversation and help shape the future of Fort Collins. Current conversations you can join include the future of the Hughes Stadium site, Fort Collins' city trash contract, and the 1041 water and highway regulation and projects conversation. You can join any conversation of your choice by heading to ourcity.fcgov.com. And that is all for your local news. After the break, you'll hear from Colorado State University's latest NBA first-round draft pick, David Roddy, as I sit with him to discuss his time at CSU and his transition to a rookie forward for the Memphis Grizzlies. What's up? This is Dave Arati, and you're listening to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. On June 23, 2022, Colorado State University junior and men's basketball player David Roddy sat surrounded by his family and friends in his Minnesota home, waiting for a phone call that would forever change his life. This was the moment he had been waiting for, the moment he had worked so hard for on and off CSU's basketball court. That night, the Mountain West Player of the Year's hard work and prayers paid off. Roddy got the phone call he and his loved ones had been waiting for. Now, making his mark in CSU's history as a first-round 23rd overall NBA draft pick. Today, you might know him as D-Rod, or maybe even Big Body Roddy, the 6'6", 252-pound forward playing in his rookie season with the Memphis Grizzlies. 
On March 11th, I sat with Roddy before the Memphis vs. Dallas Mavericks game in Memphis, Tennessee, to discuss his journey as a CSU basketball player turned NBA pro. Here is more from David on his time at CSU and his transition to playing professional basketball. My name is Portia Cook with 90.5 FM KCSU Fort Collins. I am here in Memphis, Tennessee with the David Roddy coming to you all the way from Fort Collins, Colorado, Colorado State University, your university and the university you were just drafted from last year. David, We miss you out there in Fort Collins. Colorado is so excited to hear from CSU's latest draft and CSU basketball legend. That is what they are calling you today. So we'll go ahead and jump into it, David. Not only are you the first Ram drafted to the NBA since Colton Iverson in 2013, who was the 53rd overall pick by Boston, you are now considered one of the highest NBA picks in CSU's history as Grizzlies first round 23rd overall pick. What does it mean to you to leave such a legacy at CSU? Yeah, it means a lot. Um, it's not something that I thought that would happen when I first got to CSU, um, leaving a legacy and everything like that. But uh, it's something that, you know, we planned on doing that class, that, you know, senior class that just, uh, you know, wrapped up their season. You know, myself, Isaiah Stevens, John Tanjay and a few others. So uh, and James Moore's too. So, um, you know, for us to kind of flip that program around and uh, just to be mentioned in that conversation is, is an amazing feeling. OK, now. In your junior year at CSU, which was the 2021-2022 season, you were named Mountain West Player of the Year. You also helped CSU Rams make it to their first NCAA tournament since 2013 as a number six seed. Looking at our men's basketball team today, what do you think they need to make it to another NCAA tournament? And not only that, be the type of team that has two or three scouts added our games. Yeah, I think it's really just really just trusting Nico Medved. Uh, you know, again, he transformed that culture. Uh, you know, he was there prior uh, when they last went to the tournament, and now you know he's there at a, as a head coach. And you know, to see what he did with us in three years, um, you know, th- this past year wasn't you know didn't go as we expected. But you know, again, that's just a part of life. Really, uh, they went through a ton of adversity, a bunch of uh, injuries, close games, and everything. So um, you know, they had a lot of fight in this season. Um, I think that's something that will always be there from now on um, and really just trusting in Coach Medved and bringing in the right players and, and the high character people that he does uh, and really just transforming that culture and keeping keeping it a winning culture. I love it. I'm sure the guys out there will be listening. Now, what advice do you have for ball players at CSU and ball players in general who are looking to take their career to the next level? Yeah, really just uh, trusting the process, understanding the love for the game, um, always becoming a student of the game as well. Uh, you know, I think that's the biggest thing that um, I've learned uh, since I've been in the NBA is just learning every day and trying to better your game, uh, as well as, like I said, trusting the process. You know, it's, it's a multi-year process and uh, results might not come as fast as you want them to, but if you just keep chipping away at it, uh, they'll come one day and then after that you can just work on something else. So it's, uh, it's just a long journey. It's good advice. That's definitely good advice. Now, David, Fort Collins misses you. CSU misses you. What do you miss most about being at CSU and playing ball at CSU? Yeah. Oh, man. I just really miss the community. Um, You know, again, campus is beautiful. So uh, down here in the winter, you don't get too much sun. So that's what I really miss the most is just the sunlight, uh, 300 days of sun out there. Um, And just really just my teammates and my, my, um, you know, my friends out there, really just not seeing them every day. It's a little bit different. but again, you know, I try to keep in contact with them as much as possible and uh, just really just support them from afar. 
I love it. Definitely. Now let's talk about the draft. Looking back at the 2022 NBA draft, you said deciding to keep your name in the draft or staying at CSU was one of the hardest decisions you have ever had to make. Fast forward to today. What has made sticking with the NBA the right decision for you? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, being in the right position uh, to be drafted by Memphis uh, in the first place was, you know, just I'm just super blessed to be here in the first place. Um, again, just really just trusting that process and believing in myself and betting on myself, um, as well as just understanding that it was, you know, time to move on. Uh, as, as hard as it was to understand that, uh, you know, I just trusted myself and had faith in myself um, that it was the right decision. And now, you know, I'm here and um, just enjoying my rookie year and just experiencing everything for the first time. Well, I can tell you watching out on that floor, it's definitely the right decision for you. Now you're coming up on the end of your first season as a rookie. I can only imagine how intense the transition from college ball to NBA ball has been. What has been the most challenging aspect of that transition for you? I think the hardest thing for adjusting is really just learning on the fly. Um, you know, there's not much practice time and, and there is very, sometimes very little playing time as well. So just really just watching film and studying and really just observing and um, trying to never skip a beat when you're in the game. So I think that's the biggest thing is just always being ready and learning how to be for a uh, professional your first year. Definitely. Now, what would you say has been your biggest success with the transition? Yeah, I think really just having that mentality, having that professional mentality. Uh, you know, again, our coach Medved and the rest of the coaching staff have prepared me a lot for this opportunity and this in this situation. So uh, really just staying ready, just keep doing what I'm doing, as well as just trusting the process, like I said earlier. Um, and really just, again, just being ready when my name's called. Do you have anyone on the team who is taking you under their wing or maybe someone or a couple of players that you look to for advice on your new life as an NBA player? Yeah, I have a few. Uh, again, the team's so great and, and super tight knit. So uh, I could really go to anyone with advice. Um, but I think Xavier Tillman has been, you know, crucial for, for my development. Desmond Bain, you know, John Moran, as well as, you know, Steven Adams and the rest of those guys have done a really good job of uh, just teaching me a lot of things. And um, again, like I said, adjusting on the fly. So I'm, you know, playing in different lineups and everything and playing, you know, a various amount of minutes. So uh, for them to, you know, support me and, and give me advice, you know, it means a lot to be a rookie. And, you know, they're, you know, multi-year vets in this league. Absolutely. Now, I know some of your family has transitioned out here to Memphis with you. How does it feel having them out here on your professional journey with you and what are they doing to support you? Yeah, no, it feels great. Uh, you know, they're, they're living with me, uh, just really just enjoying life right now. Um, you know, just helping me, you know, it's it's a lot better to come home to family rather than nobody. So uh, it was a really good idea for them, for them to come down here, but uh, they're just really helping me in, in any way possible. Um, you know, just making my house a home and um, just really just being there to support me. I love it. Now I've watched you do your thing out on the on the court. You're really making sure you're out there taking care of yourself as a player, taking care of the team. What are you doing off the court to take care of yourself mentally, emotionally, and physically? Yeah, uh, like I said earlier, just really just staying with family, um, understanding that, um, you know, just again, having talks with my brother and my mom just about their day and just kind of living the regular lifestyle, um, you know, as well as taking care of my body, uh, treatment, sleep, uh, nutrition, all of those things so I can be, you know, the best on the court. Good to hear it, definitely. Now, you've played 53 games so far. You've started in two. You're sitting at an average of six points a game, 2.5 rebounds, 0.7 assists, and a shooting percentage of 42.3. Now, I know it's still very early in your career, but is this where you expect it to be sitting at in your rookie year at this point? 
Yeah, I didn't really expect to do anything my rookie year, really. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. So uh, for me to just, again, just contribute to the team as much as I can to, to winning uh, is, is is an achievement of mine I, um, and it's a goal of mine. So I just want to do my best every day to just continue to do that and just be, be more consistent with that. I love it. Now, you will soon be headed into your second season. What's next for Roddy in basketball? What can we expect to see from you in the future? Yeah, just hopefully just uh, development, you know, through the years, uh, you know, again, you know, summer leagues coming up and, uh, you know, playoffs first, of course, but uh, really just development uh, in every facet of my game. Uh, and, you know, we'll see what happens next year. I love it. Well, again, my name is Portia Cook. I'm here in Memphis, Tennessee with the David Roddy just drafted last year in 2022 from Colorado State University. David, thank you so much for being here with me today. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. Go Rams. After our interview, Roddy went on to dominate the FedEx Forum floor, playing one of his best games to date, scoring a career high of 24 points with a shooting percentage of 76.9% and four rebounds. If you are just tuning in, that was an interview with myself and rookie forward for the Memphis Grizzlies, David Roddy. Roddy was drafted from Colorado State University to the NBA last year in 2022. You can follow more of Roddy's basketball journey on Instagram at DRoddy22 and hear more exclusive reports from me at Voice of Portia. If you missed any part of today's interview with Roddy, you can find the RMR podcast online at kcsufm.com or anywhere else you get your podcast, like Spotify, by searching KCSU News. You can head to kcsufm.com to watch Roddy during this interview in a video version of the interview as well. After the break, Colorado made national news this week when a mountain lion attacked a man while he was in a hot tub in Shafee County. This and more in National News with Lee Zimpel. CSU Horticulture Club is a club where plant lovers can meet with one another and plan events centered around horticulture, including plant sales and field trips. Horticulture Club is open to any major. And for more information, find them on Facebook and Instagram at CSU Horticulture Club. In national news, Colorado made national news this week when a mountain lion attacked a man while he was in a hot tub in Chafee County. On Saturday at around 8 in the evening, the lion clawed the man's head while he was soaking in an in-ground hot tub which happened to be placed in an area that the state wildlife agency calls, quote-unquote, heavily wooded. In the news release, the man said that night he felt something grab his head, which prompted both him and his wife, who was with him, to scream and splash water at the lion. His wife shone a flashlight at the animal, and it fled to a nearby hill as the couple continued to scream at it. They said that the lion continued to watch them from the hill, but ultimately, they were able to get back inside their home. Luckily, the man was not heavily injured and survived his encounter. 
Saturday night's encounter is not a very commonly reported one here in Colorado, as it was the first reported mountain lion attack since February of last year. Officials say that since 1990, the state has seen about 27 cases of injuries caused by mountain lions, with three of those being fatal. Salido Wildlife Manager Sean Shepard theorizes that the man was attacked because, quote, it's likely the mountain lion saw the man's head move in the darkness at ground level, but it didn't recognize the people in the hot tub. He said that the couple did the right thing by making noise and shining light on the lion. On Monday, officials said they were searching for the lion, but have yet to find it. Although the attack wasn't fatal, Shepard said that these kinds of incidents are to be taken seriously. Neighbors in the area have been alerted of the attack and warning signs have been put up as a caution. So what can you do if you see a mountain lion? According to the City of Fort Collins official website, mountain lions have been spotted in several natural areas here, but it's rare to see them in residential areas. The last report of a residential mountain lion sighting was in November of 2021. In the event that you do see a mountain lion approaching you, here are some tips from Colorado Parks and Wildlife. Stand your ground, don't run or turn away. Start by speaking calmly in a deep voice, but yell loudly if the lion doesn't leave. If it keeps coming towards you, make yourself look bigger by raising your arms or waving any items you have on you, like a coat. Throw rocks, branches, or anything around you while slowly backing away, keeping your eyes on the lion. If you're able to get away, aggressive mountain lions should be reported to your local parks and wildlife office, but you can also call 911. Contributions to this story come from the Coloradoan and AP News. You can find more information about mountain lions and how to prevent and protect yourself from attacks on the Colorado Parks and Wildlife website. My name is Lee Zimpel, and that's all for National News. 5,500 people tune into KCSU every week. Do you want them to hear you? Integrating into the Northern Colorado music scene can be difficult, and KCSU is here to make your life easier. Whether you're a nationally touring or local band, KCSU invites you to submit your music to KCSU's digital submission form. Find the form at kcsufm.com. I'm Portia Cook with your KCSU weather report. It's a sunny day in Fort Collins, but still a bit cool. Today we will see a high of 56 degrees with a mix of clouds and winds moving west between 10 and 20 miles per hour. Tonight you can expect temps to drop to a low of 20 degrees with early cloudy skies expected to give way to clear skies later in the night. As for Friday, you can expect temps to jump up just a bit to a high of 52 degrees with sunshine in the morning, followed by mostly cloudy skies during the afternoon. Moving into the weekend for Saturday, you can expect variable clouds with snow showers, giving us about an inch of snow. Saturday will also bring higher wind gusts with a high of 27 degrees. And for Sunday, we aren't seeing anything too exciting other than a day of overcast with a high of 39 degrees. As for next week's weather, you can tune into the next episode of the Rocky Mountain Review only on 90.5 FM KCSU Fort Collins. 
I'm Portia Cook with your KCSU weather report. Information comes from the Weather Channel. And that is all for today. We would like to thank Damien Castile for our amazing theme music that's playing right now. I would also like to thank Lee Zempel, our news producer, Adam Carlson, as well as the rest of our staff here at KCSU and Rocky Mountain Student Media. We couldn't do this without you. Finally, we couldn't do this without you, dear listener. So thank you. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find the RMR podcast on kcsufm.com under the news or podcast section, or you can also find us on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to your podcast by searching KCSU News. And with that, we will see you next time.